Hello and welcome to episode 94 of Water Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the culture and stories that surround it. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm running the ship solo, but have no fears. We have a phenomenal guest joining us today. Uh, before we kick it over to him and dive into the interview, as always, make sure to follow Water Hockey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Twitter for all the latest and greatest updates from Water Hockey. Also, we've got to thank all of our amazing sponsors before we jump into the interview. Conway and Banks, get to the get to the rink in style where you can find the absolute best bags in the game with code WATAHOCKEY10. You can also save 10% off your entire order just in time for the holidays. And speaking of holidays, Sauce Toss has some of their best deals. Heading into the holidays with code WATASAUCE, you can also get 10% off your entire order. So head over to SauceToss.com. Get your favorite hockey player, their very own Sauce Toss setup for the holidays. And lastly, before we kick it over, with winter steadily approaching in full force, make sure to call our friends over at GAC Service Co. at 972-278-6739. Having serviced North Texas for over 30 years, GAC Service Co. will get you feeling nice and toasty all winter long. Make sure to let them know Water Hockey sent you so they know that we're helping them out too. But the whole reason we're here today, this one's for the Allen Americans. You guys have been fantastic. The fans are fan like phenomenal. Uh, you know they're nuts in their their most beautiful way. But joining us now is someone we are pumped about. The day the Allen Americans announced signing them, he hails from Detroit, Michigan. He spent time in the NAHL before playing five years at Aurora University, where he would serve as an alternate captain and ultimately the captain, playing in 114 career college games. He then found himself lifting. The President's Cup, and that's kind of his profile pick. We'll, we'll comment on that in a second. In the SBHL with Peoria Riverman before ultimately landing here in the Lone Star State with the Allen Americans this season. I am so excited to introduce what might be the guy with the best name we have ever had on the show, Lord Anthony Grissom, or simply known as L.A. L.A., welcome to the show. Thank you for sharing some time with us. Um, how How is everything? How is life treating you so far? Uh, pretty good. I mean, can't complain about the weather in Texas, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. food-wise, amazing, great food. Brisket here is unbelievable. Barbecue is perfect. You got to be careful of that. You got to be careful <laughs> because that's a slippery slope. The next thing you know, you're going to be napping before and after every single game just because you got me sweats. So I'm with it. I get it. Uh, how has your time with the Allen Americans been from your vantage point so far? We just briefly chatted a little bit before the show. Uh, you know, it is early in the season, but how have things kind of been for you so far with the team? Uh, it's been pretty good. Um, everyone welcomed me, open arms coming in. Um, ended up coming in with uh, one new one guy, Marcel Gabau, because we played together actually growing up in Detroit. Um, and then ended up playing together in Peoria and end up signing here together. Um, but so far, it's been great. Locker room's amazing. Fan base is unreal. Like, everything's top-notch. I love it. Awesome, man. Well... So, like we said, early in the season already, uh, the transition, though, because I'm curious about this. We had uh, one of our friends uh, of the show now, Seth Enzer. Uh, he plays for the Pensacola Ice Flyers in the SBHL. He's trying to make his break into the E. Uh, but how has the transition kind of been for you on the ice? Like, has there in, any been, been any surprises or unexpected styles of play that you've run into so far? Or has it kind of been kind of a seamless transition for you? Um, the style of play is a little different. Um, I would say the pace is faster um, and the decision making that you have to either do or the players make is faster. So either 
you make a if you wait too long, then you, the the play is already passed. So it's one of those type mm-hmm. of things where you kind of have to make that decision um, a little bit faster. Guys are a little bit more skilled uh, with their passing, whether it's sauce passes or or hard straight passes. Like it, everything's a little bit faster. Okay, so. Let me ask this too. This is kind of a bit off topic. I didn't have this one written down, but I'm curious because I know the the ECHL is sponsored by Warrior. Uh, so all the gear that you guys get is specifically Warrior as far as, you know, protective and, and sticks and everything. Was there any adjustment for you like going into that? Because I know a lot of guys, you know, I, I play hockey and it's like we get really, really committed to like a single brand or a single stick. Uh, did you have to make any transitions or was it just like, Man, this is a, like it's a warrior stick. I'm just gonna rock with it. Uh, well, when I was in college, we were using Bowers. So when I left college, and once we lost, and I went and signed in the SP, uh, we switched. I had to switch to Warrior, and it was a huge adjustment. <laughs> um, that's for sure. Um, just because I different kick points in the stick, um, right? I mean, it's a it's a little different. Um, and then obviously this year we got a little bit better stick. So uh, I'm used to using like a heavier stick and right. now we have like really light sticks. So it's taken me a little bit to get used to having a lighter stick in my hand. But um, other than that, I mean, the gear, I love the gear. I, I wear uh, shoulder pads, elbow pads, knee pads, all warrior stuff. So, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of like that stuff, but other than that, I mean, the sticks were probably pretty much the only thing that was a little bit uh, of an adjustment. Okay. So for those that are, are uh, listening uh, if you're unfamiliar with with LA, uh, you're a tank. Like on the <laughs> ice, what is it six four two fifty? Yeah. Like, so what? What? Like, do we have to get a special flex for you? <laughs> um, I'm using a hundred flex right now, um, but I, I probably could go a little bit higher. Um, but I, I kind of stick to around a hundred. I was gonna say maybe Sherwood needs to to knock on the door and bring in just the straight old wooden twig to keep <laughs> up with you. <laughs> so, like you said, you you uh, you came over from the Rivermen, uh, having won the the cup there. Uh, what was the process like once you did that? Once you achieved that ultimate goal in the SPHL, was there kind of a thought process going into joining the Allen Americans or making that leap into the ECHL or? Was it just did you receive a call or was it maybe something you worked on with your agent where you're like, hey, I'm I'm I've won the cup. I've done what I want to do here in this league after, you know, I think you only played in one one year in the SPHL, correct? Uh, no, I so I played uh, college hockey last. Well, actually, technically this year, still this year. Um, OK, back in March with Aurora University, we lost to St. Norbert's in overtime on like a Saturday. And then I got a call from uh, Guy at Peoria on mm-hmm. a Sunday, that sun, that next Sunday, or that same Sunday, the next day. Um, and then I was down in Peoria. I left because once our season's over, I can go sign anywhere. So I left and played with them on that Thursday. So I, then I played, you know, the rest of the season with them. And then that was it. So I was only in the SP for like uh, less than 25 games. Wow. Um, so, and then right after that, uh, I think it was maybe a month later, a month and a half later, um, kind of talked to Costi a little bit and a couple mm-hmm. other teams. And I just felt like um, Allen was a, was going to be the best spot for me. So had Marcel made that decision yet, or did you guys kind of bounce the idea off each other? Like, Hey, I talked to Costi. Have you talked to him? Cause I'm thinking about going to Allen. You want to go? Cause I think we could both make this team. 
I think he talked to Costi first and was just kind of filling it out. Uh, he told me, gave, kind of gave me a call like, hey, this is – I'm signing in Allen. I said, oh, I just got off the phone pretty much with uh, <laughs> with Costi. I said, he's like, oh, are you, you going to come? I said, I'm thinking about it. Um, few days went by and was he like bro bro yeah (laughs) pretty much he was like all right let's you know (laughs) let's get it going la let's get it moving you know we like i said we played together growing up in michigan a long time ago then obviously we split paths going Mm -hmm. different directions and funny how we end up back together in pro hockey so so how how much easier has that made that transition for you coming from the sphl with with marcel and now to alan was it just like did it mentally give you that that kind of clarity of like I already know somebody here, so I can be myself and bounce off of him and let his personality bounce off of me? Like, yeah. how much easier did that make that for you? Oh, it definitely makes it a it's a huge difference because um, I I knew him and I knew um, Jack Barry, who was the goalie mm-hmm. um, there too. We both all from the Detroit area and played together growing up or against each other at some point. Yeah, uh, so it definitely made a a big difference also knew Chris Almond who he's also another Detroit guy and uh so going there you kind of know the person and obviously you haven't seen or talked to them in you know 10 years or whatever but you still know the person so it definitely is a familiar face so it definitely helps a little bit to know like you know you're not going into a new team not knowing completely anyone because at that point we only had like I think it was like 12 or 14 games left a regular season and then we were going into playoffs so it's kind of a quick adjustment to, Hey, I got to build this connection with, you know, all these guys so that, you know, we're in sync on the ice together too. Yeah. That's insane. I, I do uh, to kind of go off script a little bit. I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm guilty of being a bit of a, uh, you know, I'm going to use the term and, and I hope it doesn't bring effects to anyone listening, but I'm a, I'm a gear whore. I collect gear. I love getting it. I may or may not have gotten on sideline swap and bought. Cause I know you played a season for the little Caesars, yep. uh, midget team uh, i may or may not have a pair of those gloves that i wear as a, uh, as a full-fledged <laughs> adult the color scheme is sick the the, the light gloves, blue yeah. and the orange like it, i couldn't not get it so it's funny when people see it and they chirp me because they're like oh, what you, i mean you're an old you're like an old dude like wearing a kid's <laughs> glove. And i'm like look at these gloves like and i love little caesar's pizza so yeah. i mean i'm not false advertising but anyway shout that's out. besides the point uh yeah shout out little caesar's the pizza <laughs> and the team for sure uh, if you're listening, uh, you know, sponsor us. That's fine. Uh, so kind of going back to the locker room, obviously this is Costi's first year as a head coach. We've had him on the podcast before and something that he's really preached about what he wanted to bring to this locker room and this team in his first year uh, was the team first mentality. Uh, how has the overall locker room vibe been for you this season? Do you feel like, cause from what we've heard, I, I think we've had a couple of other guys on as well. Uh, Hank Crone and uh, um, Colton Sosserman, obviously absolute beautician the most the most beautiful beard in all of hockey no matter what <laughs> league or what level but has that really been kind of what the locker room is about the team first attitude yeah definitely uh we even have after trips um that monday will uh start that or monday or tuesday when if we have that day off monday we'll start you know the week with uh someone picking a song and you know we're all getting up hugging each other like good morning like how you know mm-hmm. just whatever happened on the weekend if you know even if you got a bad pass from them you know everything's let go like this is we're a team let's move forward let's do things together uh, that type of feel so yeah definitely it's definitely team first and uh, you know i think it's more so what's off the ice more than what's on the ice type mm-hmm. of team where we're we're together we did you know uh 
went to the firehouse and did, you know, team building stuff like that. Like, you yep. know, so I think that's for sure that, you know, Kasi, what Kasi's preaching, that's what he has implemented. Yeah. And uh, we saw the pictures of that. How was that? Cause that was like a nice day. Thankfully for you guys, like it wasn't yeah. <laughs> hot outside. Well, nice day. It was still 85 degrees. Okay. But... And then you've got like what? 50 pounds of gear on. So yeah. you're like, this is great for team building, but I'm ready for like uh nap time. Like, right. I'm out. like give it, give it up. That was my uh, practice too. It was, yeah. We oh were my God. Skated, then went straight there kind of. And I mean, it was fun though. I mean, you get a, a different perspective of a different, uh job field and you know honestly a few guys have talked about oh i would consider being a firefighter i mean you you see it you you know you just see them driving by or you see them putting out fires yeah. but you know there's more to that after you know talking to them so uh yeah it's definitely interesting that's awesome well so we did like i said kind of touch on that transition from the sbhl to the echl so kind of in that same vein uh for you on a personal note how was the transition coming down to texas because you like we talked about a little bit before we started recording it's your first time in texas uh my first question is um how much faster do you have to drive here in the state of texas to keep up with everybody <laughs> um not really it's about the same as detroit it's uh okay it's driving it's it was perfect honestly <laughs> coming <laughs> in uh yeah just coming in you know everybody's pretty heavy foot which is nice oh yeah that's how it is in detroit so uh, it was pretty easy just getting in for sure. <laughs> so obviously the food too. You said the brisket's oh, phenomenal. Food, yeah. Has there been anything else that you've tried that's kind of like specific to Texas, uh, like like Tex-Mex or I don't know, like a certain fast food restaurant that we may like take our name from called Waterburger? Yeah, I've had Waterburger uh, previously, but when I had it, it was in an air. I was at the Dallas airport, so I've I've been to Texas, but never got a chance to leave the airport and you know visit, but. Um, I've had Whataburger before. Um, I, I've been kind of going down the list. Papados I just had a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm be definitely have been exploring. Um, I think it's called Terry's Black Barbecue or Jerry. Oh, Terry Black's yeah, man, that, that place that was, is so good. Yeah, that was phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. Dude, that's that'll mess your day up. Yeah. That'll mess your week up. Like if you don't plan ahead to rest after that. Oh yeah. You're gonna be struggling for the next three days. Yeah, I had. I was like, I, I thought about getting two sandwiches. I was like, oh, I'll get one, and they put it on a plate, and I was like, I'm glad I got one. Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole adage of like everything's bigger in Texas. Oh yeah. Absolutely goes down to the serving size, like definitely. to a T. Yeah, I will say like maybe definitely try Tex-Mex, but maybe uh, maybe when you have an off day afterwards. Okay. <laughs> it's like, let, let it let it go to that. So yeah. also you've kind of like uh, a little birdie told me you've like adopted the Texas lifestyle. Were you at Kelly's in a cowboy hat? I was. I actually, it was the first week or second week or something like that. Um, or not say, no, it's like the third weekend. I had already committed to, I said, if I'm going to Texas, I'm getting a cowboy hat. That is a must. Um, I'm not sure about the boots yet because no, I'm, a, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a, I'm a sneaker head. So I have like Jordans and dunks and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, I'm going to commit to getting a hat. Uh, so I ended up getting a black hat and wore it to the first game. And I was actually talking to our trainer uh dudes and he said oh, he's like he's like oh are you i said he's like oh you should get a cowboy hat i was like i'm actually gonna get one i said i just don't know where uh, i can't remember the place he told me to go i end up going there got it 
next day, roll into it with, the, <laughs> with it on for game day. The, the pre-game <laughs> fit. <laughs> so now that's, that's uh, a part of the apparel on game day, on home game days, I wear the. Okay, I, I love it. Okay, so I actually had that teed up, that, that sneakerhead question. I had it teed up. Yep. I talked to a couple of the guys. But you and I follow each other now on Instagram, and I, yep. I saw right away because I've worked at Finish Line. I've worked at Foot Locker. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. The Ken Griffey stay in the box at all okay. times. Yeah. One, because they're fresh and I don't want to get them messed up. Two, because they hurt my feet so bad <laughs> uh, when you get adult money and you buy those. So I have to ask. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Okay. I'm not going to ask you what your favorite shoe is. This mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stealing something from TikTok here. Yes, I'm a, I'm a grown man that watches TikTok. They have really good cooking advice on there. But <laughs> in your opinion, and, and if you say an answer that I, I own a pair of these shoes, no harm, no foul. What is the most overhyped sneaker in the game right now? Ooh, overhyped? Overhyped. I mean, there. I have two in mind that I think you might say, but I'm going to keep it to myself because I feel like I, I, I feel like you're going to agree with me on, on a particular Are one. you talking about the silhouette or the just the – like, or are you talking about – Give me either. Whatever, whatever no. like, line of, of sneakers right now, it can be Nike, it can be Reebok, um, it can be Adidas, whatever line that you think that people, like, worship are, like, flocking to stores or online stores for that you're just like, I just don't get it. Well, everyone right now is obsessed with Panda Dunks. I'm not really sure – I mean, yeah, I you know what's why. you know what's funny is I literally the I TikTok it. I took that from that was the answer that every single person said yeah. was panda dunk. I, I understand why because it can go with literally any outfit you yeah. want to put on. So I get it, but it's very much so played out at this point. Yeah, like the first time when it came out, super cool. I thought about getting a pair. And then it was the second, third, fourth, fifth, seven, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times they've restocked the pairs. <laughs> So at this point, I don't really care for the shoe um, that much uh, right now. But I'd say Panda Ducks one for sure. I mean, popular opinion, the New Balance 550s. Everyone's obsessed with those for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't see the hype behind it. That just looks like a an average shoe. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, everybody seemed to be going towards that. I mean, everyone loves Jordan 4s and Jordan 1s, but – you know, certain colorways are cool. Some lately that they've been pushing out haven't been the greatest. They just try so hard. Yeah, it's too much. It's like, too just much. give me the original, the red, yeah. white, and black. Yep. Jordan 1, that's all you need. And then exactly. maybe the North Carolina colorway. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, and it's funny, like you said that, because I, I have like, I have one pair of New Balance shoes, the 420s, back when those were like, all the 15-year-old dudes were yeah. just rocking the the pure gray and white 420s and it was uh-huh. the man and you know what's sad is i can't wear them because i'm getting to the point where like they hurt my feet and i'm like <laughs> this is like backwards from what this was supposed to be about right but but i'm with you honestly i could talk about shoes for for hours so oh, yeah we'll, uh, have to, we'll have to sit down for sure <laughs> oh, absolutely i'm gonna start rocking see i'm on the blazer kick and i know that's okay. kind of like rocky but I've got the Blazer Jumbo Checks with uh, the elastic back. Those are my yeah. favorite ones because they don't hurt nearly as much as like wearing just plain Blazers. Um, also, it's a good casual shoe too. It's a good casual shoe, but I am going to call people out. Not a gym shoe. Stop wearing gym. Stop wearing Blazers to squat <laughs> in. You're not impressing anybody. That's why they make Metcons or just take the shoes off. It's just 
it's a travesty to see those shoes go through that kind of abuse by people just deadlifting three and four hundred pounds. So no, that stop is a it. hot take right there. For <laughs> <you>. <laughs> okay, then uh, let me let me ask one more one more shoe question. Yeah. Uh, what is your Grail that you own right now? Because I know you just nabbed the the most recent ones I the saw. Lost and found. Yep. Yeah. So, but outside of those, what is your most prized possession when it comes to the shoes? I would say the ones that I wear, probably my off-white UNC ones. Okay. Um, this that's it's a tie between that, my Nike SB Dunk mummies, because I think those mm-hmm. are just absolutely insane when they glow in the dark. Um, and then my Nike SB Dunk Civilis, which is like it's all black, but when you step out in the sun, it changes colors oh, to like a yeah. heat map. Yep. Uh, so I think just the de- like the details and designs on shoes like that, I love that. Like because that's yeah. something you just don't see like every day. Okay. Um, the biggest pair that I ever hit on uh, for retail was the Nike Air Force One Lemonade, the Off White Lemonades. Yeah. Uh, so that when that came out last year before what before Virgil died, but that was like mm-hmm. I that was one of those, oh my god, I cannot believe I just got, I just got this pair. <laughs> now I have to ask, did you flip? Did you flip those? I still have them. Hold? I have okay. not I have not sold them. Um I told my girlfriend, I said, when it's time to buy a ring, that will be a shoe that I use <laughs> to pay towards it. <laughs> or do you accept these shoes? Like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big Air Force One fan. They're just way too heavy of a shoe for me. So I thank don't. you. That's that was the one I thought you were gonna say. And this whole oh, that craze, one. yeah, this sure. whole craze of of girls wearing Air Force Ones, yeah. all white, getting them dirty and crusty, and then wearing them with like I call them Sinbad pants or like the MC Hammer pants. <laughs> yeah, I I don't have good style. I'm a t-shirt, jeans, blazers, and a hat kind of guy. But uh-huh. that I can look at and go, <laughs> stop, like. Stop. <laughs> And if you're listening, because I know there's a couple of girls that work with the Americans that have that kind of style, I am so sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Uh, yeah, that definitely that was a good one. Yeah, I completely forgot about the Air Force One, the all white Air Force Ones. Everybody is, is into that now, and then the all black. Uh, it's also kind of been the yeah. trend too. Okay, so we have to call out teammates now. Who has the worst shoe game on the team? Worst shoe game on the team, or just has I would none. say, uh, Pachero because he's okay, still uh, he has a pair that he got when he was with the Americans like six years ago, <laughs> and he's still wearing them. Hey, respect the dedication, yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> okay, all right, we'll say that. I think we're trying to get him lined up for an interview, so we'll have to ask him about the shoes. <laughs> That's what we'll lead off with. Um, so obviously, we transitioned to a little bit of off ice talk, so we'll keep it kind of there. Uh, there's a fun fact about you because we follow each other on LinkedIn as well. You have an MBA in sports marketing. So that is something that I think people will find surprising because one, you finished college five years, Mm -hmm. Aurora, like we said. Um, So this is kind of far ahead, but what are your plans kind of post hockey career or could you see yourself still being in the game, but maybe in a front office role or working with players? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. So I had went through the four years. I ended up double majoring in marketing and business administration and my four years there at Aurora. And then that's when COVID hit, which then mm-hmm. gave me that extra opportunity to do a fifth year. So my school offered a one year master's program where I started pretty much 
right after I graduated, like two weeks later, I was back in the class oh, and starting back up. Yeah, it was a quick, very quick turnaround. It was not a quick, it wasn't a long summer. It was a, it was pretty much two week break back in the classroom. Uh, so then I ended up finishing that. Um, and I, I, I kind of have a plan that once I'm done playing hockey that I still want to still be in hockey and do like mm-hmm. uh, sports marketing, whether it's par- partnerships or, um, you know, things like that, or maybe even just social media stuff, things that Elizabeth does. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've already talked to her a little bit um, some about some of the stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, she's offered me the chance that I can actually go up on be like their intern for the day and kind of see. Oh, like, that would be great. Do. So, yeah, I'm going to take her up on that. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of my plan. It's either it's going to be with hockey, pre- preferably hockey. If not, I mean, something in like the NFL, because I, I like watching football on Sundays yep. and stuff like that. And I like kind of how they, you know, get partnerships and promote things and, you know, things like that. So definitely down that road. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because obviously the NFL is the juggernaut. Like mm-hmm. aside from from soccer worldwide or football, I don't want to offend the, the you know the world cups on so i have to be proper but right. football is 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 god here in in the u.s you know specifically here in texas but um how do you feel the nhl has done with marketing because this is something like even on the podcast when we have the whole crew on i am super critical of because we've been doing obviously with water hockey all of the social media um and, and branding and talking to people but it feels like the NHL just lacks so severely when it comes to marketing their own teams and marketing their own players. How do you feel like it could be better? Or have you given that any thought of like, man, I really wish they would do A, B, and C and stop doing, you know, A, B, and C? I haven't like thought about that, but now that you bring it up, I definitely see what you mean. I mean, just from like, say, Nike perspective, they have more athletes in NFL and NBA Mm -hmm. and they promote those players a lot. Now I know Nike doesn't have like, you know, the old Nike Bauer stick. I mean, obviously Uh, rest in peace. That was a great stick, but you know, they're not in the hockey field. So it's kind of hard to say that, but like even with say Adidas being a partner or new balance being a partner, like, you know, it's those, I mean, Adidas is a big company, but New Balance isn't as big as Nike and Adidas. So it's kind of right. hard for them to promote the hockey players because from that standpoint, it's like, well, who's going to really, who's like really blind our clothes? Who, who's our demographic for New Balance is not really, you know, younger. I mean, now it is, but like before yeah. that's not where the trend was heading, you know? So mm-hmm. where it's like the NFL, you know, guys are, coming in wearing, you know, hype Nike shoes, hype Nike track shoes or whatever. And that type of promotion, when they get those photos of the guys coming in, people see that and they like, oh, I want to do that, which is a little different for hockey because guys show up in suits and, right. you know, so, I mean, some guys might show up in a suit, but they might wear a nice Nike dunk or nice Jordan one or something like that. I mean, that's starting to trend a little bit, but, yep. um, from that standpoint, it's the promotion of the players, but it's such a it's a, such a different market for hockey compared yeah. to like football and basketball and baseball because one hockey is just such an expensive sport. So yep, you know more people are less likely. I mean they'll watch it, but not to the extent of football because it's just it's way cheaper and you know right easier access to just watch those games and you know things like that. Right. 
I mean, I I completely agree. Yeah, I just wish the NHL would do more to market their own guys and yeah. and make it more relatable. I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. There are some guys in the NHL or throughout all leagues that are just not entertaining dudes. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the baseline for some hockey players is one-word answers. Like, that's all it is, and that's completely fine. But speaking of football, obviously you're a Lions guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's, been, it's, been, a, it's been a rocky road, but oh, as of late, you know, you, you guys are four and six, yep. three game win streak, yep. sitting in the second in the NFC North. How are you feeling right now going into the rest of the season? Because the, the Lions are they're roaring right now. They've they're, got some they, momentum. They are a scary four and six team. That's what <laughs> I will say. I am could not be happier with I mean, yes, yeah, the record, whatever, but if you look at even the losses, like there's only maybe one or two that they got blown out on. But like the other ones, they competed every single game where it came down to that field goal or it came down to that one mistake of a bat, you know, not a bat call, but where they shot themselves in the foot, you right. know, like a penalty that, sh- you know, they could have easily have avoided, but cost them the game. So I think this year was, you know, so far has been, you know, a good step in the right direction, regardless if they make playoffs or not, you know, they still, I can tell you, they so far has competed and as a fan, that's all I could ever ask for, you know. Right. So I I grew up a Michigan Wolverine fan. Okay. Uh, just just by happenstance, but still the most beautiful uniforms, not only in football but in hockey too. Oh, yeah. Those helmets translate so well on the ice. But I have to ask, Aiden Hutchinson, is he it? Is Elite. he is he the real deal? Elite. I honestly did not think he was going to be able to do what he's doing right now this fast. Right. Like when he came in, I mean, you saw him like he's pretty lanky guy. You know, he's got going against guys that are 400 pounds or, you know, 150 <laughs> yep. pounds heavier than him. Like, you know, so I, but I think just because his footwork is so good and he's so fast that he can avoid those type of hits and still get to the quarterback. Right. So I think that that's helped out a ton. And not, he obviously he had two interceptions um, or one, I think last weekend or maybe two last weekend. Um but he's been doing great. And like I said, I'm shocked that it's this happening this fast. I was expecting yeah. this a little bit down the road, but yeah, he's been looking good. Let him put on another 20 or 30 pounds. And oh yeah. Nightmare. Yes, he will. For nightmare. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for the lions. Um, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, like I am not a Cowboys guy, okay. not a big <laughs> football guy. When you grow up in the Dallas area, it's really hard to love a sport like hockey because the stars could be in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but the Cowboys are five and eight or whatever it may be. Yep. And we're talking about the Cowboys. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, you got to spread the love a little bit. Right. But, but we're going to bring it back to hockey here uh, in just a, a, a way of, like I said, we reached out to some of your teammates. I only got one response, but actually, I got a few responses, but everyone was like, he's a Lions fan. He's yeah. a sneakerhead. I was like, Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I got asked to ask you, who is your favorite teammate and why? Favorite and I can't say who it's from. So, I mean, you might be incriminating yourself. I told him I would keep his name anonymous until you answered, and then I would go with that. Okay. Who is my favorite teammate and why? Hmm. That's tough. And think about who would ask that, maybe. Who would ask that question? I can see like Crone asking that question in all honesty. Okay. Crone uh, was, I, I will say it was not Crone. He was one of the ones that offered up the sneakerhead talk. And I was like, 
I've got that on deck. Tito, don't <laughs> worry. Um, hmm. Actually, you know what? I, I know what it is. It's sauce for sure. And yep. <laughs> he was my roommate or for when we travel and stuff uh, on the road. And he's just a good guy to talk to, like even away from the rink, like when it comes time to like just personal life stuff, like, you know, he's, I know for sure. Like if I, right now, if I were to call him, he's going to pick up, like it's that type of, uh, he's that type of guy. And so when you're, you know, as a D partner and D core, you know, we all stick together. Um, but even when we're rooming together, I mean, it, you know, pointers on things I can do better on the ice and things that I can work on better on the ice. And I know if there's something I think he could, you know, maybe do a little different. I know when I say it to him, it's not going to be like, like I'm harping on him or, you know, right. you know, saying like, oh, you're not good at this is, you know, he's going to take it as like, oh, you're trying to help me to be a even better player than he already is. And he's a solid defenseman. Uh, so yeah, definitely sauce. Like he's, he's a great guy. I mean, you pass with fine colors. That's exactly yeah. who it was. Yeah. I mean, I could see that too. We had him on the podcast and we've talked to him uh, kind of since then. He has that fatherly kind of like oh, yeah, aura about him. He's exactly. like, you know, he, he, you know, he, he kind of like gives me that, that vibe of like wearing uh, a sweater vest and like having a, a corn cob pipe with some glasses real low and just be like, Hey man, I just want to give you a little bit of advice. And right. Like just making you feel okay. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and honestly, that's what it is. Like he, he like, you can just the vibe when you sit next to I like I sit next to him in the locker room too. It's like every day he's happy. He's, you know, just giving off such a good vibe that like, you know, today's a great day, regardless of what's going on in your life. Like, you know, you have people here who love and support you. So it's, it's, he's a great guy. Yeah. Com completely agree. A hundred percent solid answer. Uh, he's going to love hearing that. Um, but we got to incriminate some guys who, who is the guy in the locker room? that you will absolutely or the team will absolutely not put in charge of the ox cord. Not put in charge of the ox cord. Because the Americans did a run through where I feel like my boy Bethune kind of got the short end of the stick with who would not who would you not let babysit your child? Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> <on> the TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, put some respect on my dude's name. I like, said I said Finn because I knew he would not want to he wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, I respect. Yeah. I think he was the one that got like six or seven votes from the team. And then it was like Bethune and one other guy got like four or five. Yeah. Um, who would I not give the ox to? Um, I wouldn't give it to Skelly because he's a country guy and likes country music. And I'm not a huge fan. Same. 100%. So, That's all you had to so say. I don't really – I mean – Every now and then, I don't mind hearing it, but I don't want to hear it all the time. Oh man, it's it's it not to make light of it, but it's a pandemic in itself. <laughs> like it's it's bad. Uh, so we we talked, you know, about you being in Texas for the first time. Um, outside of the food and the weather, because those are easy answers. What's mm -hmm. been your favorite part of Texas so far? Uh, everyone driving fast is honestly my favorite thing. It's okay. unreal. It is unreal, but the area is like it's a city but not like it's not huge but you have everything you need right there yep which is so perfect where you don't have to go you know 20 minutes down the road and where you're you know if you're on other teams you gotta drive 20 minutes to the grocery store or 20 minutes to a good restaurant like you have so many good restaurants and fast food places to pick from that's right there yep. and so that type of setup is kind of hard to to beat 
when it comes to it. Like obviously the weather and stuff, like you said, is it's great. But when it comes to that standpoint of like you're living close to the ring, you have all these food options. When family comes into towns or girlfriends or wives or whoever comes into town, you can just take them to, hey, you got to try this place. But you're yeah. also going to want to come back because when I got five other places, <laughs> yeah. places I want to take you to. Like that's tough to beat in like almost any league or any organization just from that standpoint. Yeah, and especially there with the rink, like the the Cutex Event Center, you yeah. walk out. Like you don't even have to get in your car. You just walk out, and you're like, right. if you need a post game meal, you have like five choices right there. Exactly. If I don't, I don't have to get in my car and drive somewhere. I can just walk right out and go to it. You can't beat that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we'll we'll wrap it up with the the last question I have for you. Um, shout out to Patrick, who I believe is at the Stars game. He's our producer. Um, he he coined this question, so I have to ask, and this might put you on the spot a little bit, but. They call you, and by they, I mean Hollywood. They say, L.A., we want to make a movie about your life, but we need you to pick the actor. Who plays L.A. Grissom in the biopic about your life? Ooh. It can be anybody. Ooh. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's a solid answer. Michael B. Jordan. He's, uh, he, have you seen the preview for was it Creed Three? Creed three, yeah, I have seen the preview, and that's oh a must, my must god, yes. yeah. I mean, that's a solid answer. That and that was quick too. We've had some people that sit there and think about it. They'll give them like the, themselves the benefit of doubt, say like Bradley Cooper, and then we had uh-huh. one guy who was like straight up. He goes, "Oh, Zach Galifianakis without a without a chance. It's easy. <laughs> it's, easy. It's, it's a wrap." Uh, so, but man, I I, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time to jump on, talk with us, or talk with me. Um, What's what? What's something that you can kind of leave the Americans with, the Americans fans, kind of a message to them, um, whatever you want to say. Obviously, you guys don't get as much of an opportunity to, to talk directly to them um, on a regular basis. Obviously, after games, you, they're great about sticking around and talking to you guys. But what's your what's your message for the, the Americans fans going into the rest of the season? I think uh, my message to them is that, you know, when they come to the games and or watching at home from when we're on the road, that – they're going to get a team that competes every day, every game, every shift, every period. You're going to get a team that competes. And as me being a fan of any other organization, other sports teams, hockey, baseball, whatever, like when you're a fan and you see that your team's giving it 100 percent, that's when you know that, you know, that's that's all you can ask for. Regardless of a win or a loss, you, they know that the Americans are going to give it 100 percent and fight to the end, regardless of what the score is. Uh, so that's my message to them. And, you know, we're pretty excited for this upcoming trip because Idaho's right now, I think they're first in the division right now. So it's going to be mm-hmm. a test for us. Uh, we went to Cincy and Fort Wayne took two out of three games wins. So, yep. you know, we're going to keep this ball rolling and excited for it. Awesome. Well, uh, do you have a do you have like a, a sign off that you usually tell people instead of saying bye or just like a L.A. out kind of thing? Anything that you have that you want to leave off with? Um, I do not have a sign off, but go red. I like it. That's, that's <laughs> solid. That's a safe one. Well, on behalf of myself and everyone from water hockey, we appreciate the time. Um, you know, make sure to follow us, uh, on, on all social media, follow LA on social media, keep up with him. Uh, and don't for any reasons, even if you wear air force ones with baggy <laughs> Sinbad pants, forget your Kermit tattoo. <laughs>